This is Brian Oaks, and I'm a sales agronomist for CHS Ag Services in Erskine, Minnesota. We are pleased to bring you this update from the Red River Farm Network, CHS Ag Services, providing solutions for your success. Good afternoon and welcome to Agriculture Today. I'm Sierra Doctor on the Red River Farm Network. Commodity markets are looking a, a lot of a weakness in them today. Um, WASDE report is wrecking havoc on some of the grain markets, but livestock numbers have st shown a little bit of strength and just now seeing some weakness here this afternoon. Carry through from the WASDE report is pushing grains lower. The money farm owner and analyst Allison Thompson says there's not a lot of wiggle room for corn and soybeans. We did have some friendly numbers on soybeans, but corn and beans just got a neutral report, a bearish report at best, and that just wasn't enough to spur any excitement in our market. So it really took the wind out of the sails on some of the premium that's been built in with South America's crop. Seeing such large uh, cuts yesterday, I think, surprised the market and leaves just little room for any large adjustments down the road. And despite neutral USDA numbers for wheat, Thompson said it's taking the path of least resistance downward. Unfortunately, neutral wasn't good enough. So the downtrend is, is definitely remains intact, and it seems to be the path, path of least resistance right now. So until we get some fresh headlines, it's going to be tough, and I think the market will continue lower and likely make some new lows. Hopefully we find it sooner than later. All three charts are getting oversold. But it's going to take some news to do it because obviously technicals are fine with continuing the downtrend. We have the export agreement that comes up here. and I think the mindset is that it will get renewed. And unfortunately, we'll probably trade that as being a bit bearish for the market too. And Thompson says fundamentals of the livestock market are staying relatively strong. The front end of the cattle market is still trying to find some footing, though, waiting for the cash cattle trade to develop this week. The development of cash trade will likely be the key to price direction by the end of the week. Cash trade is still slow to develop again this week. Bids are still undefined, and live cattle cash trade will likely hold off until the end of the week. Wednesday's WASDE report brought some news for the cattle market with beef production in 2023 raised by 170 million pounds, which relates back to the increase of beef cow slaughter. The USDA raised price projections for each quarter throughout the year as cattle numbers and demand will stay supportive. And here at the, the noon hour, live cattle contracts are trading lower with no cash cattle trade having been reported just yet. Asking prices in the south are noted at $167 plus and remain unestablished yet in the north. Trade could begin to develop this afternoon or it could wait until Friday to get completely underway. Beef net sales of 5,600 million tons for a marketing year low were down 31% from the previous week and 67% from the pre prior four-week average. The three largest buyers were Japan, Mexico, and China. And box beef prices are trending just a little bit lower. Taking a peek at the numbers, Minneapolis May wheat down 17 and a quarter at 821 and a half. Minneapolis July wheat down 16 and three quarters at 820. Chicago May wheat down 21 and a quarter at 666 and a quarter. Kansas City May wheat's down 22 at 778 and a half. May corn down 13 at 612 and a half. December corn down four and a quarter at 553 and three quarters. May soybeans down six at 1511 and three quarters. November soybeans down nine and a quarter at 1362 and a quarter. 
Soybean meal up 80 cents at $486.60. Soybean oil down 1.42 at 57.66. May canola down $15.90 at $792.20. That's in Canadian. April live cattle down 87 cents at 164.57. June live cattle down 95 cents at 159.70. April feeder cattle down a buck 20 at $198.87 and May feeder cattle down a buck 27 at $204.87. April lean hogs down a buck 55 at 84.20 and June lean hogs down 57 cents at $99.70. Dow Jones industrial average down 200 and uh, nearly 205 points here. Reporting agriculture's business, you're listening to the Red River Farm Network. Thursday Farm News on the Red River Farm Network. I'm Sierra Doctor. We'll also hear reports from Whitney Pittman and Don Wick. A winter weather advisory remains in effect until midnight tonight, according to Endon. Snowfall totals of 6 to 9 inches are expected, with higher totals possible near the South Dakota border. Central and northern North Dakota will likely see 1 to 4 inches. Accumulating snow will continue through Saturday and Sunday, with a possibility of gusting southeast winds ahead of the system that will come through Saturday. Country Futures President Daryl Holiday says the markets are a sinking ship after world supply caught up. Because they lowered production 8 million tons in South America, but turned around and only lowered soybean any stocks in the world by 2 million tons. That's telling you because they reduced consumption quite a bit in the world. That is what the point I've been trying to is that we have rolled this thing over and we're going to be we're headed lower, barring a major problem in the United States for production. And the market's starting to reflect that. And Holiday thinks traders will start to prioritize the U.S. crop. Of course, weather's still there in the plains. We still have areas in the southern plains that really need moisture, and we're not really seeing that fill in yet. But the rest of the country have really seen our, our moisture deficits, I don't say disappear, in some cases be surplus. So, you know, the market will start looking forward to the March intentions report, uh, acreage numbers and also just what that long-term moisture outlook and where where U.S. crop is. We're gonna, you know, we're about to put trading the South American crop in our rearview mirror and start trading the U.S. crop situation as a whole. And with the March supply and demand report in the rearview mirror, Clayton Pope Commodities President Clayton Pope says money flow will be the biggest market driver until we get to USDA's planting intentions report at the end of the month. People keep talking about what what commodity is buying acres, which one's selling acres. I think you know that the the, the swing acres are, are are kind of always over exaggerated. I think. I mean, the, you know, by and large, most of the country just goes into a normal rotation. But but obviously, out in your neck of the woods and in the far east as well, uh, in parts of the south, there there certainly are some swing acres available. But um, I don't think this uh, this really changes the picture much there. I mean, that bean-corn ratio has been uh, moving back to normal for several months now. You know, beans are almost normally uh, priced against corn, so it doesn't seem like really any obvious uh, pull either way right now, in our opinion. New technology in wheat will become available in coming years. Red River Farm Network farm broadcaster Whitney Pittman has more. 
Whitney Pittman on the Red River Farm Network. We are at the Syngenta booth and talking with Jonathan Rich, Research and Development, and Paul Murano talking about hybrid wheat. We've been working on hybrid wheat for about 13 years, which hybrid wheat, John, can go into a little bit more. Is So we're in the cusp of releasing um, hybrid wheat um, to the farmers, especially in the spring markets. We've done um, uh, a, a learning launch last year. We have another learning launch this year that we'll get a few more acres out there where we're going to be on on, um, more acres, and then next year a full-blown launch of um, hybrid wheat in the spring areas, followed by the next year of um, launching the winter wheat areas. Talking a little bit about research and development here, this might be a question for you, Jonathan. How is it performing? Some of the key things we're seeing, depending on the soil types, the areas, those type of things, we're seeing anywhere from 10 to 15 percent yield bumps. Uh, but now we have to, as an R&D, we have to build that pipeline, right? So not only do they have to yield, but we have to have some of these traits like fusarium head blight tolerance, bacterial leaf streak, better straw strength. So as we start to build those out, we got to get those traits better and combine those with the, both our yield and our protein, especially for your area, that that's really key. Um, so that's what we're really trying to do on this side. But we're very lucky because we have a strong germplasm portfolio with AgriPro Wheat, number one market share in the region for spring wheat, and so we're using that really big germplasm base to, to work on hybrid wheat and try to deliver this uh, new technology to farmers to really help them, uh, you know, have some have some different abilities. And talking about timeline on this, when can growers find this? When will that be available? Uh, uh, at scale, it will be um, right in the spring of 24. There will be um, decent quantities, but um, by the 25, it will be in the market um, for anyone that's interested in buying it for sure. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us here. I'm Whitney Pittman reporting from Commodity Classic in Orlando. Thanks, Whitney. The National Pork Industry Forum also taking place, place this week in Orlando. National Pork Producers Council President Terry Walter says besides delegate work and elections, other educational topics will be discussed. So there'll be uh, some education on environment and sustainability metrics along with uh, developing trade and uh, continuing to establish establish new trade markets but also continue to keep open the ones that we have. And then uh, probably the largest topic was in and around ASF and um, preparedness along with prevention, but then ultimately preparedness in the event something would happen in the United States. But ultimately, if anything would even happen in North America, it would be a concern. And all of that dovetails back to protecting our industry, our herd health industry. Walters, whose farms near Pipestone, Minnesota, says African swine fever could decimate the hog market in the U.S. Because it's a foreign animal disease, the first step when it is identified is there will be a 72-hour shutdown of all movements of animals. That will give the government time to intervene, determine where it's at, and establish an infection site, a control site, and they'll start through a process to try and understand where things potentially could have impacted it, for one, but more importantly, where the animals maybe move out of that control area prior to the outbreak. And so it really becomes a stop measure to uh, get your feet under you and try and figure something out. For that reason, that's why the traceability metric is extremely important. And that forum wraps up tomorrow. According to Bloomberg News, Canada is asking for formal consultations with Mexico over its restrictions on biotech corn imports that follow similar action by the United States. 
Canada does not export much, much corn, but is concerned other biotech events could be impacted by Mexico's decision. The integrity of the U.S.-Mexico-Canada agreement is also a concern. This is the Red River Farm Network. BASF is launching 10 new herbicides with one new active ingredient by 2028. Red River Farm Network farm broadcaster Don Wick has details on a new product. Sierra, BASF has launched Certain Herbicide. This new innovation combines two unique chemistries, Group 14 and Group 15 chemistries. The Red River Farm Network was part of the exclusive announcement at Commodity Classic. BASF Technical Marketing Manager Dan Walston was part of the launch. What really makes Certain unique is the encapsulation technology. So in order to use the chemistry uh, post, we had to do an encapsulation process. The liquid encapsulation that's very common for, for other herbicides in the market didn't give us success in, in getting weed control and crop safety in corn. So we went to a solid encapsulation process and that basically gave us the vehicle to achieve not only excellent residual weed control but also crop safety on corn so we can take that chemistry that previously was only used pre it can now be used post, early post as well. And this really is a, a first ever, right? Yeah, this is unique. It's a new technology, uh, new encapsulation methodology. It's, it's a patented process that BSF has patented. But again, it's all to get that flexibility so growers can uh, use the tool, not just pre, but uh, post. Um, we all know growers have good intentions. They want to get applications made pre for weed control. Uh, but because of weather conditions, because of challenges of sprayers, keeping up with planters, uh, they don't always get the application on before the corn spikes. In the past, that chemistry would injure corn, uh, so we'd have to shut off applications once the corn spiked out of the ground. Now with this novel encapsulation technology, we can apply early post when the corn is up and out of the ground. How long are we talking about? Okay, so we're looking at an application through V3 at this point. Okay, so that gives us some flexibility again to get on either pre uh, or early post once the corn's up. What uh, kind of weeds are we targeting here? So we've seen particular success with Certain on some key weeds here. Water hemp, uh, palmer pigweed or palmer amaranth as some people call it, and then giant ragweed. But we've got uh, control or suppression of 79 grass and broadleaf weed. So we would consider it a broad spectrum residual herbicide for corn. You talk about this uh, proprietary solid uh, um, capsulation. Do you see that platform being used uh, in the future? Yeah, so potentially um, that uh, solid encapsulation technology could be utilized in some other new active ingredients that we've worked through and done some research and development on. So I would say stay tuned. We may have some products in the future that uses that same technology with different active ingredients, but the same goal in mind to give us post-flexibility in a product that previously could only be used pre. This project has been under development for over 10 years. Certain herbicide is expected to be on the market in 2024. Field trials will be seen this summer. Reporting from Commodity Classic, I'm Don Wick on the Red River Farm Network. Thanks, Don. The North Dakota Board of Animal Health held a subcommittee meeting Tuesday regarding electronic ID for breeding bovine and buffalo. North Dakota Department of Ag Deputy Secu S State Veterinarian Beth Carlson says the proposed USDA rule is open for public comment. This proposed rule is um, 
um, something that's been discussed for several years. Um, the, there's a few kind of minor changes in the rule, but the primary change in this rule is that if this rule goes into place, any new official ID that is applied would have to be electronically readable. Uh, currently, the only electronically readable ID that's approved for cattle, and, and this would just apply to cattle and bison, and currently the only approved form is a 840 RFID tag. And Carlson says it's hard to say how many livestock producers this would ultimately affect. It would only apply to, you know, it, it applies to breeding animals 18 months of age and older. So, you know, it doesn't apply to, you know, call cattle going to slaughter. It doesn't apply to feeder cattle, but it would apply to, you know, bred cows moving across state lines. There is allowance in this rule for agreements between states for, you know, summer grazing. Those things that are currently in place would still be allowed to occur. You know, even as of now, I don't think USDA is ordering new metal tags. So what is available now is probably the supply that's going to be available, at least for the foreseeable future. This is the Red River Farm Network. Welcome to Inside Agriculture on the Red River Farm Network. Jerry Doan of Black Leg Ranch was inducted along with Nancy Bateman into the North Dakota Agriculture Hall of Fame last night at the North Dakota Winter Show. Doan said spreading positive information about agriculture will help the future generations. I'm extremely humbled and yet very honored. My wife Renee and I, uh, we have a passion for agriculture and regenerating our natural resources and including wildlife and bringing the next generation back and giving that ranch to them in better shape than we got it. So we've been strong advocates for agriculture across the country and telling a positive story about agriculture. Quite honestly, we've had people from all 50 states and 40 foreign countries here at the ranch and their opinion, a lot of them that come from big cities, is that agriculture is part of the problem, not the solution. Doan has spent decades practicing and advocating for regener regenerative agriculture to make sure his family's ranch can continue into the future. I get asked this a lot, is how do you bring the next generation back? And I, I believe this firmly because we've done it on this ranch. It's create some excitement and then get out of the way. The younger generation isn't going to do it the way we did it when we came about and grew up. And you've got to have some fun and then create uh, some excitement and then move over so that they can spread their wings and try some new ideas and some new things. And that's how I think we keep young people coming back to this business because, quite honestly, we're not doing a very good job at that. Now taking a look at the markets, Minneapolis may wheat down 18 at 820 and a half. Chicago may wheat down 20 and a half at 667. Kansas City may wheat's down 20 and three quarters at 779 and a half. May corn down 13 at 612 and a half. December corn down four and a quarter at 553 and three quarters. May soybeans down five at 1512 and three quarters. November soybeans down nine and three quarters. May canola down $20 and 40 cents at $787.70. That's in Canadian. April live cattle down 57 cents at 164.90. June live cattle down 80 cents at 159.85. April feeder cattle down 80 cents at 199.27. This is the Red River Farm Network.